What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Watch Your Tone podcast for episode seven. I'm your host, Tony D'Angelo, joined by my brother, Lou D'Angelo, and Aaron Huffnagel today. Another episode where Ron Greco is missing. This is going on 10 weeks where he refuses to buy a mic. So it's a three-man show tonight. We're uh, we're happy to be back, but also disappointed to be back as well. We were planning on coming back a uh, a little while later than this, but it is what it is, and we're back. So hopefully we uh, we get some episodes together, string some along here, and happy to be back with you guys. Right away, we're going to kick it off with the uh, with the NHL playoffs. We got a lot of topics to get into on the NHL playoffs, but before we do that, we want to take a take a moment here to remember Dale Howarchuk passed today. And a real sad moment for the hockey community, hockey world. He had beat cancer and then got it again and passed this morning. So thoughts and prayers go out to his entire family, all his loved ones, team uh, guys he coached, teammates he played with, et cetera, and uh, all the best to his entire family. So we'll take a moment here, and then we'll, we'll get back going. All right, so getting into the NHL playoffs, a lot of, uh, of storylines to talk about, a lot of things to catch up on. Obviously, let's start with the uh, – just a quick roll through of the qualifying round. Obviously, we'll talk about the uh, Rangers real quick, and then we'll move on to the current. So tough series for the Rangers. Obviously, personally, tough series uh, for the team, tough series. But uh, silver lining of it all was we wind up getting the first overall pick coming out of it. We gained experience in the playoffs or qualifying round, whatever you want to call it. Obviously, not our best series, not what we hoped for. But you gain experience. Things happen. You try to get better from it, and you come out of it, and now there's a first overall pick. So at least a little positive throw on the end. All right. That's enough of that. We're not going to talk about it much more. Maybe we'll bring up Aho going by me. Actually, and I got a question real quick. <laughs> that was actually a good time for me to interrupt you there. You bring up the Aho walk. But anyway, <laughs> I was going to ask, how often during the season do you guys talk about who's going to be the first overall pick or if there's like a stud prospect or does that not really come up because you're so focused on the games you're playing? I mean, you see the articles and stuff, I guess, like about who's going, but we're not – watching these guys really don't know them like uh, some of the younger guys may know them guys that just came out of junior or you know somewhere that like oh this guy's unbelievable i played against him last year but being so far removed from junior and stuff it's hard to follow all those guys but you start seeing them on the the list that come out the reports tsn all them kind of lists and you watch them in the world junior they're talked about the entire time so have seen this young guy play lafreniere so he looks really good i haven't seen him play much so i can't uh you know, totally common on his game, but I had when I, you know, I did see him for Team Canada. He looked really good. So, superstar player. Anytime you get to pick first overall, you're getting somebody you think should be really good. I don't know if there's ever been a year where the first overall pick was. They weren't excited about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but uh, we'll get back to that a little bit later as well. So, NHL playoffs right now. Before we go into each series, we're going to break down each series a little bit. Obviously, they're not complete yet. Some are almost. But uh, what are you guys' thoughts so far? Let's go. Uh, let's start with the Vegas Chicago series. All right, Vegas Chicago. We got Game Five tonight. Ten thirty, right? One. What do you think? Vegas put it away tonight. Boys. Vegas takes it tonight. Chicago yeah. got the game. Vegas ends it. Corey Crawford looks like the old Corey Crawford. He's been. I've been very. I, I got to say, listen, Vegas. I I got Vegas going pretty deep. They're, they got four lines that can play. Even that Reeves line cycles the puck pretty well, but the Hawks been in every game. They have the overtime game in there, 2-1 game, 3-1 game. So I, I got to give it to the Hawks for, for putting up a fight. But Vegas is really good. You get, you get Patrick Kane out there, he can change the whole game for you. The Hawks are playing real good. They got the young guys uh, chipping in too. Kubalik looks like he's going to you know emerge as a star here. He's having yeah. a good series so far. 
he might win the Calder. I don't think he's gonna, but 25 tucks as a rookie is pretty impressive. If the, well, you can't even. I mean, look at what Kellen Carr and, <laughs> and Quinn Hughes are doing so far in the playoffs. His Calder, I don't care if he scores 10 goals next game, his Calder ship has sailed. Quinn Hughes has nine points. He's tied Yo, for You know, Alec Martinez is leading. Alec Martinez is leading every Vegas Knights player in time on ice right now. That was a great trade, Alec Martinez. Great so trade. Alec Martinez, and you got a year of control on him. It doesn't get much better next. Vegas contracts huge. in the series. You know, I think they're the better team, obviously, and they've shown it. But Chicago stayed right in there. Yeah, they have. Not giving up much earlier in the season. They were giving up more. You know, more odd man rushes, more goals. They've tightened it up. They found a way to get through Edmonton, a high powered offense, and now they're giving. I shouldn't say they're giving Vegas all they could handle, but they're giving Vegas maybe a little bit more than they expected. They're staying right in games, so I would expect Vegas to finish off the series. But Chicago's done uh, done pretty well so far. How about how about Leonard just trolling on Twitter? I, that's oh, I forgot to bring it up. I don't like what's going on there. It is weird. Leonard Flurry. No, I'm not talking about the Twitter. Leonard Flurry mixing. What, what's going on? What do you mean? I, I I'm more of a ride with one goalie type. Are you? I don't know. I, Flurry's the kind of guy that I think you can do it with. Carolina keeps flip flopping too. Yeah, I mean Carolina flip flop maybe for different reasons than you know. Leonard's really good, but mm-hmm. I mean Flurry's got the. Cup headed. He's got it all. I mean, he's got the resume. How could he have looked in training camp to not be a starter right now? I don't know what's going on. He can't catch a break. And then with Matt Murray, he got yanked too. Yeah, and, he, and anytime he comes back in, he's a stud. He won the game a couple nights ago for them. And I think he's too nice of a guy. I haven't seen yet if he's starting tonight. I don't think he is. Leonard starting again? I think so. I could, if I'm wrong, I sound like an asshole, but no. <laughs> we'll look that up. See if we get confidence. I think I think Flurry's starting tonight. Flurry's even if after a win. When they have the matchup posted, it's uh, Flurry versus Crawford. Well, we'll get some confirmation on it as this episode goes along. Might get yanked after warm-ups. That we makes no watched, sense to me. To get off topic for one second, I just watched the uh, House of Pups in the back. Jeez. We just got the Dallas just took the 3-2 series lead, looking up at the television here. The Islanders are underway now. But uh, moving on, let's go to the Philadelphia series real quick. That finished today. The Flyers take a 3-1 series lead. Carter Hart, back-to-back shutouts. He is the goalie that the Flyers dreamed of for a long time now. So Carter Hart, back-to-back shutouts, I think is – I don't know how long that streak's going on now. Hundred and No, no, he got pulled the time for it. So it's just 120 minutes so far of shutout. He's been really good. The Flyers are really sound defensively. Montreal's played well, but I think the Flyers are just a better team right now. And when you're the better team, usually you pull through in these kind of series. Tight defensive series, both goalies playing well. Flyers find a way to go up 3-1. Flyers are checking. They, they didn't check in game two. They got smacked. Montreal started scoring. And game one, we were taught, we were texting while game one was going on. We just said how, how fast Montreal is. I honestly, I underestimated how fast they were going to be, Ant. You were right. But once Philly started checking and just kind of playing like small ball, you know, chipping pucks out and just committing to the, to the little things, they started taking over. I agree. I think the Flyers have slowed down that speed from game two that Montreal had. I know Tony agree, disagrees with me. Huff's probably going to disagree as well. I don't think the Flyers have looked great. Carter Hart's unreal. I mean, he looks like he's going to be great for a long time. So Montreal is not finishing, which, I mean, you could attribute to Carter Hart. They hit five posts in the one game. They're just not scoring. I feel like if they converted on some of these opportunities, we'd be looking at a completely different series. But I guess you got to, you know, tip your hat to Hart for keeping a minute here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that the Flyers have – they're not giving up much. 
they're so good defensively. They're not really giving up much. The champ, I mean, listen, that's why they, that's why they trust Hart so much and they trust that style they play because they have him back there. So same with Montreal. Montreal's not giving up a ton, but the Flyers found a way to get their you know their goals and shut it down on the other side. There really hasn't been much action on the offensive side in, in from either team. Not, like no real nice plays, not a lot of odd man rushes. It's actually a pretty boring series to watch. I kind of love that though, because well, as a Flyers fan, I love it because you need to win ugly games to make a cup run. I think. Oh, you have to, and the Flyers are getting used to it right now. Yeah, it's a team that has a lot of. They probably may not. They may not play another team that they advance to the series that has the speed of Montreal. They might play another team that has more high octane offense, but they might not play a team with that kind of speed. They forecheck so hard. Montreal. It's a reseed after the series, right? It reseed the Flyers yeah. number one. So, so the Flyers will play the Islanders in the playoffs right now. One versus eight, two versus seven. That's the way it's supposed to be. All right. Not- well, now let's go to the Isles Caps then. Now you bring it up because Flyers might play them, which They're is been a crazy. So let's go to them last because maybe we'll see a breakthrough in this game. Let's go to the game that just finished. Calgary-Dallas. Now, last game, Calgary six seconds away from taking a commanding 3-1 series lead. Now they're down 3-2. How do you bounce back from that and win game six? That first line's got to get going. Yep, their power play's got to get going, and their first line get going a little bit. Um, that's tough, though, man. They played a really good game. They've actually played a good series. They played good again today. Dallas outplayed them a bit today, but they didn't play bad. And you're literally about to go up three games to one. And next thing you know, two days later, you're down three games to two. Six seconds. One clear, one block shot. You're you're up three games to one. So got to be really disappointing for Calgary right now. But they got a lot of veterans in there and stuff. So it's not out of the question they could bounce back, win game six and seven. But Dallas has put themselves in a big position. Dallas played really good today. They tie that game late. Two, uh, two things about Dallas. Who's that? Yeah, and I was just going to say, is there a better one-two tandem than Bishop and Kudobin? Uh, there's some good one-two tandems, but Bishop's unfit to play for whatever reason, and Hudobin's come in, man, and played really well. And Pavelski's found life. Pavelski's going on a roll Huge, now. man. I mean, that Pavelski guy is, is, he, playoff is, he, is he third? Is he over 30? Yeah. He's like third. He's getting paid seven mil. He deserves it. Look, he's showing up, too. It's, every it takes year in the playoffs, he's in San Jose, and now when he's with – uh, Dallas obviously his first year he shows up in the playoffs. So Dallas Corey Perry, Corey Perry's another guy. Corey Perry's played well, but on the other side, we're not going to just discredit. You know, they're still in the series. Uh, the Flames, Dubé, Bennett, and Lucic has been a big line for them. Physical, nasty. They can score. They're fin- they're all over guys, burying guys. That's playoff hockey, and that's kind of what Calgary's relied on them guys so far the series. So it. it- it's tough for them without Kachuk, you can tell. Kachuk's a major – well, missing Kachuk in these games has been huge. Yeah. John's always going to give you – you know, Goudreau's always going to give you his, you know, ability on the power play to make plays. And their power play hasn't been awful, hasn't been great. But, you know, five on five, if that John, if John's line gets going, Bennett keeps it up, you could see this going seven. They need Kachuk back. They need to get going. Kachuk, you know, he creates time and space for him guys too. So missing him is a big part of your lineup being out. Physical. He creates high speeds. He draws penalties. He can score. He pisses people off. Everybody likes to hate on the truck. They say he's dirty. They say he's this. I'll tell you what. There's 31 teams in the league. All 31 would take him on their team. And the Kraken. Yeah. No, no. Oh, yeah. 32. And the Kraken would die to get him. And they would take him on a team in a second. Every GM and every player. You might hate him on the ice, but you would want him on your team in a minute. 
I don't mean to change subjects out of playoffs, but I'm excited for when the for when the uh, protected players list comes out for that expansion draft. It's gonna be wild because teams are gonna be looking to get rid of cap. Yeah. Fuck. It's gonna be really wild, actually. You're, it's not gonna be. Sounds- it's not gonna be like actually. It may be even more like Vegas was, but on the other end of the spectrum, trying to get them to take cap space. All right, we'll give you picks if you take cap for us. You'll see that more than ever. Rather than all right, we'll give you. Uh, they, you know, they did it with Vegas as well. They were giving up players like, you know, uh, Anaheim gave up Shea Theodore, which I'm sure they regret. And they took Vegas took Clayton Stoner's contract. Pretty sure the he's, deal was. He's got four goals right now, Theodore, the teams, in the playoffs. Yeah, teams are going to be literally of those kind of deals. But at the same time, when you're trying to move cap, they may it may happen again. It might be a repeat. I'm, I'm thinking it's not going to. They might offer more draft picks. But it could happen again. Who knows? Let's go over to come back to the Eastern Conference here. Tampa Bay. Columbus, um, Tampa Bay catches a lot of stuff. They catch a lot of flack, I think, for last year's playoff loss. Too much. Obviously, but, I mean, if you look at over the years now, Tampa's been in the Cup. They've been in the Conference Finals. They're really making a push every year. Obviously, they haven't won, but last year, yeah, they got swept, sure. But this year, they look good. They look like they were ready for this kind of series. Columbus is playing well. Uh, as soon as you think of Columbus, you've got to talk. Wernski and Jones are unbelievable. That's 65 minutes time on ice. I still can't it's get over that. Fucking insane how good Seth Jones is. Seth Jones played for over an hour of time on ice. That's crazy. They're the best pair in the NHL, those two right now. And they're carrying Columbus, man. They're on the ice. Every time they look, they're on the ice. And, and Corpus looks pretty good, too, though. Corpus is playing great. Columbus is playing really good, but I'm just saying, Tampa is. That's a testament Tampa to Tampa. Good, and Tampa's doing what they need to do. And. You know, they're a 3-1 series. It could have went both ways. Every game could have went. Obviously, the five-overtime game could have went either way. Yesterday, Columbus scores early in the game. It gets called back due an offside. It's a good challenge by Tampa. That could have changed that game. You know, then they score two. So, it's been a tight series. But Tampa is up 3-1 now. You know, last year, you look at it, it was a tight series as well. They were down 3-0, and everybody was going crazy at them. So, now they're up 3-1, and they look to be uh, they look to be the Tampa of old. And I'm going to say this. will advance. If if there's of the series that are three one right now, you got Vegas, you got Philly, you got Tampa, and then you got the Avs and Arizona, right? I think that's the only four. If yeah. any of them are going seven, I got my money on Columbus. Well, really, I think it's over. You I think, think Columbus, dude, they don't die. No, they really don't die. But you're getting contributions from Kucherov and stuff now, which they didn't get last year. I They've think. been playing small ball. Tampa's like chipping pucks out. They're being simple, and they're, that's usually their problem. Is they get they play such a high pace. Sometimes they give up chances going the other way. Isles just went up one nothing. Tampa Isles up one nothing. I seen that too just now. Tampa is so deep, which people don't understand. Look at those lines. Look at all four of those. No one ones. talks about Alex Kalorn. Look at all of those guys. Those They're so deep. And then look who they got net. Who doesn't get enough credit because he plays in Tampa? Vasilevsky. Arguably, could be the best goalie in the league. So if Tampa continues to play this way defensively, they're not giving up much at all, and they get contributions all over the lineup. And get number 91 back, who's missing. Stay up close. You could say arguably their best player is missing, the captain. I mean, this is a team that can go on a run very easily. And being up 3-1 on Columbus, got to give them confidence after what happened last year. And I think if they win this series, if they hold on to win, they can get rolling pretty quick. How about that article, how'd you get traded back to Tampa? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that wasn't Vince's best work. <laughs> I like Vince. So people were people were saying I, I get all mad and stuff. I like Vince. He's a good guy. But I told him, bad trade. I told him, good, yeah, exactly. I told him, same be a GM mode. He's a GM. 
four that's trades like, on. That's like your best work. I honestly listen. Whether you want to trade me for Sorelli, whatever he wants to do, that's fine. He was added in a first round pick too. Come on, man. <laughs> it was a little slap in the face for me, but <laughs> nah, he's a good guy. That's so, hilarious. Didn't like his trades, but a good guy. So that is what it is. Um, moving on, one more. How many more series we got? Yeah, talk about the meltdown in in with Boston, Carolina. All right. Well, some say it's a meltdown. I say it was complete domination. You got to pick a side there. Of the Boston Bruins third period yesterday it was incredible. The way they played in that third period yesterday, there wasn't a team in the league that could beat them. True. They were scoring four goals on almost any team in the league, in my opinion. The way they played in that period, they were they everywhere. Look, they look like their like game speed was turned up. Bringing <laughs> Benton into it, Huff. They were plus seventeen hundred, like a minute before they scored uh, their first goal to come back. So I text. I said, "Bees are plus seventeen hundred right now." Tony's like, "Gonna lose." <laughs> they scored two seconds later. They scored. Then they scored again. Listen, before, they weren't had, they weren't getting much before that. If you had it, I would say it a thousand times, you're gonna lose that game. They're actually their that's first goal I'm by saying. the Russ. How does a team? That's when you break. know a team is legit, dude. They turned it on like they were playing Pee Wee Double A, and they were 15 and 0 on the season, and they needed that stick. Like they looked yeah. dominant. They were about to get upset, and they just said, "You know what? We're not." They were like, "We got it." Yeah. Our uh, boy Cliffy went top cheese. How? What do you think about David Krejci? Ant? You think he's a good player? I think he's been a stud. Bro, Listen, I haven't, I haven't written down in my notes. I'm Me too. I on. swear to God. I have. There's. I'll get to it later on. But David Krejci is playing at an insane level right now. His confidence has always been through the roof, but it's through the roof right now. He's making plays. He's pulling it through guys' legs. He's so patient with the puck. He. I mean, they're missing uh, Pasternak, obviously, but he's picking up the slack big time. You could tell he loves being on that first power play. Underrated. Underrated for a long time, Krejci. Do you see the sauce he threw to DeBrusque? He missed the breakaway. He's on, dude. Krejci. He almost hit the jumbotron. <laughs> And landed right on the state. Great Cheech is unreal. Like, always been an underrated guy, in my opinion. Doesn't get yeah, paid. I, guy. He gets paid the way he should get paid. We, always has been a guy that they don't talk about enough to help that Bruins team. And he's been there for a long time. and just Forever. Every year. But right now, he looks especially, like, top-notch. Mm-hmm. You know, he's on his game right now, playing really well. McAvoy has been great, too, on the blue line for them. He's leading them in ice time. I, I was looking at some ice time leaders. It's always D-men, obviously, but it's cool to see. You know, it's not always a guy that's getting the most points. No, not at all. McAvoy's great. You know, I, I haven't got a ton of time to watch. I watch a lot of hockey, but I don't get a ton of time to watch specific players, you know, the same teams over and over again. And watching McAvoy these last three games, he's he looks unbelievable. He plays physical. He's real good defensively. He skates the puck. He makes a good first pass. There's not really anything he doesn't do good, like really good at a high end. He's he's so, one of those guys, like, I feel like once you try to hit him or you try to get in his face, it almost turns his game up more. You know, he gets more into it. He gets better. McAvoy started that whole swing yesterday. He laid the big hit on Stahl. Um, Stahl left the game, hope he's all right. But he laid that big hit on Stahl, and then that's when it, the tides kind of shifted and they made their comeback. I thought yeah, that was Cliffy for a sec. I seen Stahl uh, practice today, which was good. Good guy. Mark's brother. Great guy. So, hopefully he's fine. It was good to see him back on the ice. I know he's had a concussion problem in the past. That's the last thing you want to see. But that McAvoy hit did, uh, did get the Bruins going. They scored a couple goals after that. You can credit it to it. The physicality in these series has been big. But on Carolina's side, they seem, you know, they're getting chances. They're getting a lot of their power plays struggling a bit. The penalty kill has been really good still. Um, the goaltending has been fine. 
I think Boston just has that, you know, Boston just has that second year. They find ways to win games. Yeah, they it's, do. They just deep. Uh, I think they're a deeper team. Yeah, but I mean, I think they're deeper. They're a little more experienced, and they just know how to win games. You know, you got leaders like Char and and Marshawn and Pastor. Sorry, Bergeron in the room. Them guys know how to get it done. There was no panic. They get contributions from young guys. Our boy, like I think we just said it, but Cliffy played great. Cliffy comes back in the lineup for the first time in Game Three. Plays really good. Plays really good in Game Four. A goal and assist, a tying goal, and you get contributions from all over the lineup. That's how you win games. So I would assume. Obviously, I'm really going on a on a, on a stretch here. Um, Boston's probably going to win this series. So it's looking. Carolina, yeah, I'd say you can't sleep on Carolina. They got a good team. They could hop right back in the series tomorrow, put the pressure on them. But um, I think Boston, same with Tampa. They, I think after that comeback, it's done. I think Boston, I don't see any of these teams that are up three one right now blowing the lead. Really? And then you go to another one. We'll <laughs> another three one lead. I think someone's gonna do it. It's hockey. It happens every year now. I don't see. It. I'm telling you, it may it very well may happen. But I just I would say almost. A million to one is not going to happen. It, These teams that are in the lead are too good. They're better. They're the better teams. Yeah, I, I think if I had to pick one, Huff, I would side with you and say Columbus over the other three that have three. Twitter one would be on fire if Tampa goes to seven. But I don't think any of them make it to seven. People would be like, Edmund sucks. Colorado's going to steamroll the Coyotes. Colorado is really good. I want to get me started. That series has been a bit of a mismatch, but I don't understand why it's been a mismatch. It's, you know, I've watched the games, and I still can't figure out why it's been such a mismatch. Arizona has good players. They do. They got six good D. They have 12 good forwards, and they got a great goalie. Why is that series such a mismatch? I don't know. I can't figure it out. I, well, I just, you can figure it out this way. They have a top five forward, right? You, you say McKenna. It doesn't matter. You got 12 guys that are really good. So it doesn't matter if you have a top five and, and six forward. He's, he only gets like 18 minutes a night, 20 minutes a night anyway. Yeah, look what Chicago did against Edmonton. They might have the one and two forwards, some people might say. And Chicago found a way to beat them. And Arizona is probably deeper than Chicago. They don't I have just star think, power, but they're probably deeper. I Arizona think the Smoltz is big. They need some offense. They need some speed and offense going right now. They can't. Tampa, uh, not Tampa. Colorado. Uh, Colorado just turns the puck up the ice so quick. In my opinion, I feel like Arizona never forechecks. Yeah, they're not. They're not creating. Chances off the rush. They're not creating cycles. They're not getting much down low. And that's why they, I guess, when you look at the second period before Chick scored, you have nine shots on goal over halfway through the game. That's not going to get it done against a high power team. And Colorado's power plays off the charts. I mean, there is no better power play than Colorado's right now. Vancouver's close, but Colorado's power play is insane. And you take play McKinnon or McDavid. Who who's faster? Like when you got to play in, in game speed, who who looks faster coming at you? Well, I think if you're watching the TV, McDavid looks faster. McKinnon looks more powerful. He's got that wide track stance where he's you know coming on you like a bull. He's too thick body. Gone. But who's faster? It's almost impossible to say. When they get the puck, them guys take off. They're faster almost with the puck than they are without. McDavid still leads the playoffs in points. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Is that is that good? Six games less than everybody else. He was so good in that series. No matter what happened, McDavid was off the charts. Fucking poor guy, dude. I hope he requests a trade. Unreal. But both of them guys, I mean, there is no stop. If they get a step on you, there's no stop. And that's it. You're gone. He's in second. Aho, Anthony's favorite buddy, is number one right now. Hey, yeah, he's got 11, right? He's got 11 points. 
Aho. There you go. Yeah. Aho turned me into a meme or a <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. that's all right. I've seen that a lot. Two nothing on by the way. Aho scored again. Um, Who scored? Barzell. Barzell. Uh, Let me go playoff. Barzell, another guy gets a lot of shit. He's a stud. Too much shit, man. These guys are 22, 23 years old. They're like four years in the league. People are like, they stink. Why haven't they won anything? You don't like, find players like Barzell. They don't grow on trees. <laughs> Maybe he'll annoy you once in a while because he plays kind of his own brand. He carries the puck back, and he, you know, once in a while will turn it over. But I say nine out of ten times, he's making a good play. And the star player, he's unbelievable. I want the puck on that guy's stick all the time. Yeah, what he's doing in the playoffs right now is big time. He's playing great. Showing up when the games count. Let's do, uh, let's do St. Louis before we go to Isles. It's St. Louis, and then we go to the Isles. We'll finish off with the Isles since we're playing right now. St. Louis series has been the best series so far, for sure. Not yeah. talked enough about. No, it's physical. It's mean. Both teams are pretty heavy. They could both skate. Uh, you know, you're talking about the defending cup champs. They made a goalie change and have won two in a row since. Vancouver had them on the... You know, Vancouver could have put that series away. They could have went up three nothing in the overtime. St. Louis finds a way to win a game. Now you got a two two series and the most exciting one to finish off probably. Hey, honestly, so, how how impressive does Quinn Hughes look here? I mean, this is a rookie, his first ever playoff, and he's got nine points in eight games. I mean, he looks great out there. He's a shifty, you know, he's a smaller guy, but he's shifty and he's elusive and he just makes a ton of plays. Guys like him, their size doesn't matter. They're just, they're so strong on their skates, and they're such smart skaters, and they play the game so smart. They're never putting themselves in a position to get crunched or to get blown up. They're so just been coming at him like a, like animals, like afraid every one of them sprinting at him and trying to hit him. He's taking a couple of good licks. It doesn't. Everybody matter. takes hacks at him too. You just see yeah. people two handed right in the back well, of the shit. That's that's how much respect they have for him though in his rookie year. So to him, you got to take it as a compliment almost. Obviously. It's probably getting annoying for him after a while. Every time he has the puck in the corner, he sees a guy sprinting his absolute heart. <laughs> Get but the guy wrist guards. He's been so good. And he's, every play he makes, whether he completes it or not, is the right look or a high-level look. And nine out of ten times he's making him. He's so good on the power play. He gets out of any trouble he gets in. He gets out of with his skating. His first, like the pass in overtime a couple nights ago is a great play. He's about to take a big hit. A lot of guys would have just flipped that maybe. He sees it, perfect bank pass, Horvath. Fucking seed. Yeah. His power play up top, he's great. He, you know, he can shoot, he's got the one-timer, he does a lot of good things up there, moves side to side. His speed, though, is just amazing. Speed, he turns, he cuts. So he, uh, they need, and they're going to need that, too. They're going to need it to keep going. So nine it's points, so- I know it's great, but they're going to, they need 10, 11, because they need him to keep going to win this series, because this is going to be the, obviously, it is the tightest series right now, being 2-2. There's no other series that tight. But that series could go seven easily. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at it. Really should go seven with those two teams. How good they both are. They pull their goalie after they go down 2-0. Twitter shredding them. People are already making the videos about Bennington, how he's all cocky now, and now he stinks. Those games weren't all his fault. That's crazy to, yeah, to play bad at all. And and people write the the Blues off. It's like, dude, in January, those guys were sniffing the bottom of the league last year. You think they're going to be done after a 2-0 deficit? Yeah. They're, su- they're such a veteran team, and now they've been there, done that. They won the cup. That it, The 2-0, didn't, it didn't phase them. You could even tell it didn't phase Barubi. 
you know, he knows coach. he's playing well. He said it after game three. They said, what was the difference tonight, coach? He said, well, we scored more than that. We scored, yeah. And everyone was trying to make it like, oh, you know, he's, he's being like uh, Tortorella, giving you a simple answer. But he was dead serious. He said, each game is, could have gone this way. You know, it could have went our way or their way each game. Same thing tonight. But tonight we scored more than them. There is no secret formula to it or, or anything like that. We had three, they had two. Game one, you know, they had one more than us. It just is what it is. You know, so that's the way this wrestling series is going to be. I can't see a 4-1 game or a four, you know, nothing like that. I think it's a one-goal game, maybe two with an empty net. That's it. Braden Shen breaking a stick and then scoring yeah, the yeah. OT winner. It's like every hockey player has been there. I swear to God. Louie had a great uh, Louis had a great Instagram post for that. If you haven't <laughs> snapped a few twigs over the bench, you haven't played hockey. I like that, man. I like that emotion. Fucking right. Those emotion. You know why? Because there's no fans in the building. You're in a bubble. You maybe are about to go down 3 nothing. People can say, a guy like Braden Chen, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that guy I gives a fuck. I want to win. Yeah, I love that. I, I love, love that shit. He wasn't yelling at anyone. He wasn't telling someone they were bad. He wasn't telling another player to pass him a puck. He was pissed at himself because he wants to be a winner. Win. It makes sense. You see yeah. the celebrations for the players as a fan, as you know, a guy. Even myself, I play and I'm, I still watch it. Two of my favorite things, I always tell Louie, two of my favorite things are the bench view when they score a big goal. I love the bench view because it shows how excited other players are to win. You didn't score the goal. You didn't have the assist. You weren't part of it. But the players and coaches together are so excited to win and or score a big goal, whatever it turns out to be. The bench view I love, and I love the press box view. I love the GM's box view because <laughs> these guys are up there like, this is a team I put together. I built this team, you know, and – they love watching them perform. <laughs> Especially the Canucks. Travis Green. Travis Green fucking loves it back there. <laughs> For an OT winner, a huge goal, he's going insane. He's great. I love that, though. Even as a player, like when you hear your coach get fired up and you score, you like that. Yeah, yeah some, we, guys, we, some guys are even like the they, just, they just sit there, but yeah, I like the guys he goes nuts. Well. I love it. I, when, uh, I fuck man, I forget the player, but they, I forget who it was scored in overtime, but one of the D men just hopped off the ice after like a minute 40 shift. He couldn't even sell you with the boys. He was just so, <laughs> so gassed. Yeah. I'll get there. <laughs> and shout out, shout out Eric Robinson scored his first, uh, first playoff goal. And that guy is honestly, I've never seen anyone get off the bench and sell it quicker than Eric Robinson. <laughs> Biggie's playing good for Columbus. He's fast as hell too. Fucking rights. Good for him on his first goal. Um, all right, let's go to this last series because before that, I, after that, I, sorry, after that, Jesus, I got a question for you guys, which has to do with some players we already talked about. Isles and Washington. Washington doesn't look the same. There's really, I don't have any other explanation to it. Islanders are playing great. They're the same team they always are. Good team. They're good defensively. They get good goaltending. They don't give up much. They're good on the PK. They do everything well. They play hockey the right way, but Washington's just not the, – they don't look at the same team right now. Yeah, they look a little checked out almost. I mean, Ovi hasn't gotten going really here, and it looks like they're kind of just packing it in. Um, even in this game, they're down 2-0. They only got five shots on goal. I mean, it, it doesn't look like the Caps of old right now. And I took them to win the Stanley Cup, so I look like shit here. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, remember I got all the shit from episode one? <laughs> You lose Baxter, no, it hurts. I'll tell you what. Yeah, that's tough. He's right. he doesn't get talked about enough. How good he is for that team. Hurts you bad. I mean, doesn't people don't understand how much that hurts you? You know, that'd be like Boston losing Krejci. 
You know what I mean? And that would kill them as well. So, but it just doesn't, I, I don't know. There's not much I can say about the series. Everybody knows what the Islanders do. They do it well. Capitals aren't doing what they do well. They're not if, power play. And, and uh, you know, last game, same thing as every series we've been saying. You, they could have made it 2-1 in the series. They would have scored in overtime, but they just haven't, they haven't been themselves. Everybody knows how good the Capitals are. It just hasn't been there. So, this series is 2-0. Obviously, this game's not over, but it looks like the Islanders are going to. It's 3-0 it. here, Tone. No, no, oh, you mean two zero in the game, a three zero in the series. Yeah, the the thing with the Islanders for me is, I don't think people talk about the Islanders defense enough. How good they've been. Really? You look at a guy like Ryan Polak, that that righty D man. He he's been there for what two years now, two and a half maybe. I'm not sure. I think maybe a little more than that. Sure he, he's there. a stud. He's turned into a stud. He, he moves the puck well. Devin Taves, he's another guy that's real good for me. And Nick Letty's coming up on like. 108 or uh, 800 career games in the NHL, I think. He's only played for two teams. What about Scotty Mayfield, Andy Green, and Pellick? I don't really know so much about Scotty Mayfield, to be honest. Big, strong, makes good outlet pass, good defensively, kills penalties. They're all really good. They all have a perfect mold for the Islanders, too. Pellick's been great. Pellick's been really, really good. Who's uh, their goalie? Varlamov. It's weird because he's on the caps. <laughs> It's funny. I, can, I know. I can keep talking about them right now, obviously, because we got them on the TV, too. But, like, how about this Ezekiel Clutterbuck Martin line? It's not an easy line to play against. And they're making it hard. And they've chipped in, too. They scored a couple goals. Matty Martin's got a couple goals in the playoffs already. And you look around the league right now, a line like that is playing really well. The Dubay, Bennett, and Lucci's line has been really good. The physicality lines in the playoffs, they help. You know, you need your scorers to score. You need your power play to, to do what it has to do. You need your penalty kill to be great. But them guys that, that go around the ice, roughing guys up, playing physical, playing hard, that helps teams. Fighting's back a lot in the playoffs too, which is great. There's been more fights in this playoffs, I think, in the last few. Do you think this is the worst matchup that the Caps could have got? Uh, your play style versus the no, I think the Capitals style. have a heavy style too. They got heavy guys. Brennan Dillon's heavy. TJ Oshie plays heavy. Hathaway's heavy. Ovechkin, Tom Wilson. I mean, Tom Wilson is one of the heaviest guys in the league for the way he plays. They, they're not outmatched physically. I think they're just not they're not executing their game. And it was like the same thing for, for the Rangers, you know, for my own team. We didn't hate our matchup. It was uh, probably a decent matchup for us. It just wasn't, uh, you know, sometimes you don't have your best. And that's just the way it goes in a series like that. And it can go quick. You go down one nothing. you go down 2 nothing. next thing you know, you're in an elimination game. So it happens in short series, it happens in playoff series, and this is what happens to the Capitals. Huff, you went uh, you went out. I think you hit the mute button on your microphone. You're still out. You're out. <laughs> Huff's, Huff's going on and on over there. You gotta you gotta hit the unmute button on your on your mic. The thing with these physicality lines, and I, I've noticed, you know, usually when teams go deeper in the playoffs, they'll have one or two instead of just one or maybe, you know, four to six players that play that style. When you're a D-man, you get hit for 40 minutes straight in a game trying to break the puck out and they're chipping it in. And then you got to do that over a seven-game series. And how how much of that are you thinking about during games instead of saying, oh, I got to make plays, I got to do this. Instead, you're thinking about the grind of it. I mean, it depends on each player, right? You could be thinking about I don't personally think about it. Obviously, you know it's coming. Yeah, but I think right before game one. So if I'm sitting in the Washington locker room and I'm saying to myself, "All right, uh, I'm John Carlson. I know every time I get the puck and try to make a breakout pass, if Zizekas, Martin, Clutterbuck, these guys are nice, I'm getting hit." So it is what it is. Like prior to game one, you're like, 
if the series goes four games, I'm getting hit for, you know, four times 60 minutes. If it goes seven games, I'll get hit seven times 60 minutes. That's just how it's going to be. You know they're going to play physical. But you have to f- try to find a way to execute your plays. And you, def- you definitely don't look forward to it as much. No, you don't look forward to it. I mean, nobody looks forward to getting crushed, but you still got to make the plays. You don't want to start throwing bucks away and stuff. That's the last thing you got to, you know, then that'll kill your own game. Throw a few reverse checks if you can, I think, to try to push them guys off a little bit. You know they're coming. Be prepared for when they're going to come. These guys, I mean, the Capitals have a big – they got a heavy defense. Like, Carlson's a big boy. You know, he's not a huge hitter or anything, but he's a big boy. Orlov will throw heavy. Gudis. Orlov's a heavy body. You know, strong guy. So is Russians. Series. You know, you can't really rip on the Caps because how good of a team they are. And, you know, they could probably bounce back the next year and go win another cup with that, that, that core they have, but it just hasn't been the, the caps we're used to seeing. No, definitely tip your hat to the aisles. They've, they've been coming for a few years now and they're one and eight in the second round. Like that's they've played nine games in the second round. I think the past two years are one and eight, but you know, I, I think if there's a season where they can maybe make a little run, this is it. Cause they've looked good every game, even the game they lost. So. Yeah. All right. Huff. So your flyers versus the Islanders, who do you got advancing? I got the Flyers, hundred percent. All right, so the Flyers are playing like shit right now, and they're up three-one. You to me, well, the Islanders are up three-zero. About to be. 4-0. I understand that. No, you're, and I'm not discrediting the Isles. I'm just looking at it as a as a Flyers perspective. All right, so as a Flyers fan, how many games does this series go if it's Islanders Flyers? Six or seven. Oh, here we go. We got a big brawl coming. Here it goes, boys. We got a big scrap. Hathaway just tried to fight Barzell. Now they're all looking to get up. See what happens when Barzell gets going? They don't. That's what they want to do. They want to start hitting him. He's making shit happen out there. Um, all right. I got a question for, for both of you guys. That's what I was going to talk about because the three defensemen we talked about most. If you were picking one defenseman to start your team right now, you could only have one of these three guys. Charlie McAvoy, Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes. Who are you taking? Uh, and elaborate on it a little bit for me. Uh, Lou, we'll start with you. I'm going McCarr. Uh, he looks like he's going to be, you know, an elite talent for a long time. Same with the other two. Quinn Hughes looks great in these playoffs. I feel like you'll get a little more from a car on the defensive end as, you know, as to Quinn Hughes. Um, he does it on the offensive end, too. He he put somebody on a poster the other day with that goal. He's got great hands, great vision, a great shot, plays D. He could eat minutes up for you. So I think I would, you know, go with McCarr as my pick. I'm, I'm going McCarr too and it's just because i think you know i'm i will i think right-handed defensemen are like the hardest thing to come by in the nhl so i'm going mccarr for that reason and i think i think his defensive game is a little bit better than quinn hughes's i could maybe i could that could be like a that could be up for a debate i think they're both really good i think mcavoy's a better defender than all three but if i'm picking a team it's kill if i'm picking one of the three it's kill mccarr i gotta go mccarr too it's. Uh, I feel bad saying that because we all know how great Quinn Hughes is. I been. mean, you would take all three of them, obviously, but if you got to pick one, you got to pick one. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, yeah, I got to go with car. I'm not going to pick. I'm not going to go too much on. You guys gave the right answers. I think. I don't know. It's so hard to say. But that's just my pick. I love the way he plays. I think he's going to be a 70 point guy in the league for multiple years, and he's he's pretty solid defensively. He skates. He just makes high end plays all over the ice. McAvoy, honestly, is, is right there. Hughes is right there, but I'm going to go unanimous with you guys on the car. I, I might say this, and it sounds like a dickhead thing to say, but I think McAvoy might be better 
not better. I, it's just better when like Chara isn't holding McAvoy back, but I think McAvoy helps Chara as much as Chara helps him. Oh yeah, McAvoy wasn't even with him last night. McAvoy was with uh, Rizlick. Matty G, huh? Good player too. Matty Ice, I love good, it. I think he's good. Where do you play? Bu? They transport pucks quick. Pucks north, yeah. eh? That's your style. <laughs> no, not pucks north, but they pucks it on your player's stick. That's for sure. Um. All right, let's talk a little bit about this first overall pick that the Rangers got. Let's talk about the draft lottery first. What you guys think of that? I was actually were together when it was happening. I was watching it. We were at a our banquet for our gym, and uh, I was just busting chops. And I said, when I seen the guy drop the Rangers ball, I said, yeah, this is rigged. They don't want the Rangers to get it. And uh, Of course, you had to tweet it, too. Yeah, I had to tweet it right before we got it. And that uh, that took off a little bit. You might be getting a penalty shot here, by the way. Um, no, hook. That took off. Two seconds later, we get it. You heard all the guys going crazy at the back, but they're not even Ranger fans. They were still going nuts just because it was wild that we wind up, we wind up getting it, especially after I tweeted that. But first overall pick coming to New York, what did you think of the lottery? Did you like the way that was done? Relief yeah, it was pretty cool. They didn't drag it out at least. It was, it was pretty quick, a little bit of suspense, and they got it done. I thought it was unreal. I yeah, just like someone got that. Slow mo screenshot of the Leafs. The Leafs ball was ball. always <laughs> yeah, it hit off the pipe twice. How about the people with the conspiracy people saying that the Winnipeg's ball never came up? Please, Minnesota's ball was stuck at the bottom the entire time. Glued it to the bottom. <laughs> I someone said Vink or someone said Minnesota's ball was still in the guy's pocket. Yeah, <laughs> they said Minnesota's ball never never what well, the air wasn't blowing. <laughs> Did you get any luckier, though, as a first-round pick? Of all the places to end up in the league, you're going to New York City as a rookie. Number one you overall Toronto pick. Toronto or New York, the way that balls were shaking out? Were you yeah, taking, were you taking right? Lafreniere out to dinner? Yeah. I think uh, – <laughs> I ain't saying anything until, until the draft is over. That kid – uh, if you guys don't – I don't know who your GM – I got to sit down with your GM. That kid's going to be a stud on the left wing. So the one disappointing thing, obviously, for the players is there's going to be no in-person draft. I'm sure it's going to be virtual. And I hope nobody has the virtual experience that I had when I watched the draft. So when I was still with Tampa, uh, two years, I was with Tampa. I played in junior one year, and I played one year in the minors. And I'm watching the draft, and it's the second day. It's about, I don't know, 10.30 in the morning, 11 o'clock, whatever time the second day started. So pick 37 comes up on the board, and it's Tampa Bay Lightning on the board. And, you know, the guys on the NHL that work say, we got a trade here. Tampa's trading pick 37 to Arizona. So there's a pause. They're not announcing a trade yet. What it's for? Is it for draft? I'm sitting there watching, not thinking anything of it. What do I know what's going on? Two seconds later, the camera goes over to Steve Eiserman. You know, the NHL Network camera showing Eiserman, and he's on the phone. And I'm sitting there on my couch like I am right now watching the uh, watching the draft. And I look down, and my phone's buzzing. Steve no Eiserman. shit. Yeah, it says Steve Eiserman. So I look at the phone. Obviously, I know what's going on now. Steve, I, you know, Steve, hey, Tony, I'm trading you to – I'm trading you to Arizona, you know. Uh, good luck, Paul. I say thanks for everything. Appreciate it. And off to Arizona I go. So now the phone, now the camera goes over to John Chica at Arizona's table. And once again, my phone's now in my hand. I look at my phone. There's an Arizona number coming up. I answer the phone. Now I'm watching myself talk to Chica. A couple minutes after I watch myself talk to. <laughs> you should say, hey, Chica, nice, nice tie, buddy. Yeah, then it comes up on a ticker. <laughs> so I'm watching these guys. So that's kind of like what these young guys are going to be getting. Obviously, you're not going to see the trains if there's any happening. I don't know if they're going to have the rooms. 
and they're not going to know it's involving them because they haven't been drafted yet. But it's a virtual type of thing. You're going to be waiting and waiting for that phone to ring now. More of the more like the NFL rather than what the NHL uses. So disappointing for those guys. I mean, that's an experience that, like when I had my draft, it was in Philadelphia. That was a person. You never forget that experience. So they're going to miss out on that. But I'm sure all the guys getting drafted will be just as excited, obviously. But uh, it's that was hilarious, Dan. I never yeah. heard that story. Yeah, a few of the bubble first round game. guys, they're going to be squeezing that phone so tight, staring <laughs> at it, just waiting yeah. for a number to pop up. Pick 28 comes, pick 29 comes, whatever it's going to be. Please fucking ring. <laughs> You're making that phone ring for you. Yeah. One kid gets his, yeah, one kid gets a call. It's his ex. He's like, motherfucker. Make your mom call you to make sure the phone's still working. Yeah, that'll be what do these guys got? Bad service? I'm curious to see how they do the NHL. And the Woods thing one was really good. Um, the NFL did a really good job. You got to think they're going to piggyback right off that. Gary Bettman's going to sit in his basement. I don't know. Yeah, dude. I, if Roger Goodell's sitting on that couch. Roger Goodell did look like he was out to lunch the whole time. He was just hanging out. He was sitting back. He had his feet. Like on the second night, he was done. He didn't, yeah, he didn't give a shit no more. The first he just, night, he's got his suit and tie on or whatever he had. He was ready to roll. Next day, he's got a polo on. He's done. He had enough of those guys. All right, Louis. Uh, before we start wrapping it up, Louis is going to give us a couple fan questions we asked before the episode started on Twitter and Instagram. So what do you got, Luke? All right, Tony, since you love the New York Rangers so much and knowing our cap issues, would you be more inclined to take a little less to stay with the Rangers? Who's this guy trying to get me in trouble with, my agent or the team? That's Paulie Rags. <laughs> He's looking to get me in trouble with somebody. Paulie Walnuts? Paulie Rags, I uh, – man, what do I say? Do I give Paulie Rags a real answer here, or do I just try like it all? I let the silence answer for me. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let the silence answer for me, Paulie. I do love New York, though, so we'll see what happens. We're but, trying to get paid, Paulie. That's <laughs> all right. That was Louie, by the way. That second, was Louie, Paulie. Yeah, that was Louie. <laughs> second question here. Uh, what was it like playing in the bubble? Uh, can you give us some details about what you guys did, and how was the food? Yeah, the food was good. I mean, uh <laughs> We could order what you want too if you, if you didn't like the food. So there was a lot of Uber Eats things. You just had to pick it up downstairs. Uh, the bubble, I can't say it was fun because it would happen. Obviously, it was a really disappointing trip for us. A lot, uh, a lot more expectations we had. But while we were in the bubble, we had a hospitality room for the team where we played poker and hung out, watched watched other teams' games. You know, just talked amongst the guys and hanging out. And team bonding doesn't get any better than what we were able to do there. I mean, it was a good time. We were together in the rooms and having laughs and watching games and playing poker, cars, and messing around. So, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Obviously, you want to be able to go outside and go out to eat and all that kind of stuff. But the NHL gave us all the amenities and stuff that we needed. And we had a, you know, I'm sure all the teams that are still there are having a good time and making the most of it while they're there. All right, we got two more quick ones. Uh, we'll go off hockey a little bit here. What happened at the end of the Sopranos? Uh, I I I kind of well, Huff. If you don't know what happened, Huff, you're watching. Put your mic. Put your mic on mute. Yeah. I'll just get. Up. I'll just. I'm out of here. Earmuffs. Um, I hope Tony doesn't die. I mean, I kind of would just rather him go to jail. You kind of. Everybody loves Tony. If you watch the show, you love Tony no matter Stop what. Stop Yeah. I so for my ending, he doesn't die. He goes. He actually beats trial. If I'm picking a perfect ending, Tony beats the trial and he's back on the street. He got whacked in that bathroom. <laughs> now, he was alert. He knew what was going on. All right. Last one. 
they asked it to me, <clears throat> but it's more of a funny question. It says, uh, what's my Is favorite- Lou asking himself a question right now? I'm bringing myself a question. <laughs> it's I'll, all bring time. It, I'll bring it all together. Don't you worry. answer it as well. My, uh, it was nuts. It says, what was my favorite memory of uh, watching Tony play growing up? So when we were real young, Anthony played for a team called the Grey Ghosts. That's when he first started, like your in-house team. And he was probably the worst guy on the whole entire ice. He used to skate up and down and wave to my mom, who was in the stands. And then uh, <laughs> That's things so started, soft. Yeah, things started to shift, though. So my dad would come to all my games because at the time I was the better player. And then as the years went on, dad stopped coming to my games, and I had mom come to my games. And he started uh, really riding Anthony's uh, train there, and Anthony became the better player. And obviously, you know, he is where he is now. But uh, it was just been fun to watch Anthony grow as a player and, you know, be where he's at now. When did you – hey, and when did you say, like, all right, like, I think I could play in the National League? Because I, I don't really ask you this shit because we, like – you know what I mean? It's just – Bro, like 14, really. No idea, honestly. I was – like, I, I stunk for a while, I guess. But then, I so there was a might A, might B, might B2 team when I was when I was playing mites. And I got cut from the might A team. I got cut from the might B team. I made the might B2. And I bounced around. And I was playing forward at Mercer. It's pretty good at forward at Mercer. Went back to D at Mercer. I started once I started playing D. I started becoming pretty good. So then the years went on, and I was getting really good. And I went to uh, USHL. I went to Cedar Rapids, and I was playing like I played as an underager there. And I played well. And then once I got to the OHL, I started to see guys that were being drafted and stuff, and and going right to the NHL and playing. And I said, and I said, well, I feel like I'm just as good or not better than this guy right now. So I don't see why. Yeah. So yeah. the, the comparisons kind of help. Yeah, and then you got comparisons like uh, obviously I have a late birthday, so I was with ninety six in the draft year, and I seen a lot of ninety fives that I thought I was just as good or better than, and some of them were already right in the NHL. So I had a good idea that I was gonna be able to make it, and then from there it was obviously everything uh, took care of itself. It took some time too. I was now we're, now I wasn't ready to, get... to play in the NHL. I thought I was ready to play at nineteen. I wasn't ready. You know, obviously you had you know you have confidence and stuff. You think you're ready to go. You look at other guys. This guy's playing, or you know. But I wasn't ready to play. So it took me till about really like 21 and a half, 22, until I was a full, uh, almost getting becoming full time. Fuck. That is a good point. Eight minors fucking helped. That was like, what, you did a year of juniors after you got drafted? Yeah, I did one year of juniors. I did a year and a half in the minors. And then I did, um, I think I played 127 games in the minors and I bounced in the NHL just uh, being scratched, not being scratched. And then now the last. 90 games or whatever it's been, I've been full-time. So it took a while. Hell of a run. Hell of a run. Run's going to keep going, hopefully, for, for a good amount of years here. Um, run. For Actually, by the way, the T-shirts, for all the fans listening to this today, our second T-shirt, USA-themed T-shirt, the Watch Your Tone Podcast T-shirt, is out on WatchYourTonePodcast.com. So if you haven't checked that out, go get yours today. They're selling fast. People like the USA theme so far, so they're going pretty quick. They'll be shipped out on Friday. We had a pre-order, and they're going to go really quick. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram. A lot of good stuff. Louie's been doing a lot of cool videos, and the guys have been putting together a lot of stuff on there. I'm not very good with the uh, technology type of stuff, so leaving that up to you three, although Ronnie's not on here tonight. All right, before we let you guys go, i got one final thought. Obviously, this was an entire episode of the NHL. We've discussed all the NHL playoffs and only hockey today. But one thing I seen, I tweeted about this morning, was Fernando Tatis last night 
uh, in the San Diego Padres against Texas Rangers game. It was 10 to three San Diego seven on lead in the top of the eighth inning on the road. So Texas had two more bats coming up. It's a three Oh count with the bases loaded and he hits a grand slam to make it 14 to three. And all of a sudden we're talking about unwritten baseball rules. He should have took the pitch. Why would you embarrass the team? And I found it to be the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Who's to say he was going to hit a home run. I mean, you still have to hit the home run. It's not just like a, it's not a, a batting practice pitch. So that makes no sense. He still blasted it to, the opposite field, by the way, he hit it where it was pitched on the outer part of the plate, blasted in the right. It's a seven-run lead. It's not a 17-run lead. It could easily be blown. I mean, chances are it's not going to be blown, but it could be. And when you're an athlete, you're out there to win. You know, if you're embarrassing a team by 10, 15 runs, and they're, you know, it's the top, the bottom of the eighth, you're the home team, they have one more bat, and you take a pitch, maybe. I mean, that's up to you, though. Why – it's baseball. Pitch the ball. Be competitive. All this participation garbage. This needs to be done. You got to respect this. When you're out there competing, you just play. And if you have a chance to hit a home run, or you have a chance to score a goal, or you have a chance to make a basket, whatever it is, you do it because you're out there competing. And no matter what the score was of the game, the other team should be competing too. There is no freebies in sports, so I had to uh, had to fire that in because that drove me nuts. And just enough of the garbage, enough of the participation, and unwritten rules play ball play hockey play basketball whatever and win yeah i'm with you here and i think it was super soft and weak on Tingard, who's the padres manager to throw his player under the bus he had a press conference after the game and he said that the take sign was on so pretty much saying you know he shouldn't have swung we don't agree with what he did if you want to bring him in you know in your office after the game and rip him a new asshole by all means do it but he's playing a game. I mean, it makes baseball more exciting. People would rather see a grand slam than him take a pitch or take a walk in that situation. And if the other team's, you know, not happy with it, the next game they could throw the ball at him. So, I mean, I, I completely agree. You're out there to play a game. A seven-run lead's never guaranteed in any sport, I mean, especially baseball. So, swing away there. I agree with Tatis, you know, that's not a rule that should be followed. Exactly. If you want to do something, don't go and talk about it the next game or in the media. Throw the ball at the next game. That's all. That's what you want to do. Throw the ball at him. And then Tatis can make his decision. If he wants to charge him out, if he want, what he wants to do. So too many guys, too many guys crying about stuff like that. But uh, anyway, thanks to everybody for tuning in today. We're happy to be back. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, we're hoping to be back much later than this, but we're back. We hope you guys enjoyed episode sevens in the books. We got another one coming out every week from now on. Uh, make sure, like I said a couple minutes ago, go follow the Instagram, the Twitter for updates. Go to WashingtonPodcast.com and check out our new T-shirts, the USA theme. And we appreciate all the support. Thank you guys for tuning in. Took the midnight train.